0: This is News Talk 980 CKNW.
1: It's time to check in with Rick Forchuk. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. Let's get right to it, and we start with Birth of the Dragon.
0: Yeah, we do. Bad time of the year for movies. Uh, The end of summer is always the time when they just kind of dump these movies uh, to get rid of them. Uh, This one, excuse me, for those who like martial arts films, uh, particularly the vintage versions that existed in the 60s and early 70s, this will probably be right up your dojo. It's a largely unrecognizable cast to North American viewers. We have a number of Asian actors well-known to the Hong Kong martial arts community and a peppering of Caucasians to make the film more attractive to audiences here. The setting is San Francisco circa 1960, and the story is based on the classic battle between Bruce Lee, played here by Philip Ng, and Wong Jack Man, played by Yu Zia. These events occurred shortly before Lee's big success with Enter the Dragon and other such films. There's no question that this is just a B-movie with its limited cast and its one-trick storyline, but for fans of the genre, it gets the job done for those who like kung fu. The battle portrayed here, while real, has been largely fictionalized for the film because, frankly, very few people saw the fight between the soon-to-be-famous Bruce Lee and the Shaolin master from China. He He believed he was about to teach the young upstart a thing or two. Now, Wong Jackman had come to San Francisco, where he worked as a dishwasher, the most humble of jobs, as penance for an incident back home in China, where he nearly killed an opponent just because he wanted to show off. His intentions in America seem honorable, but in the mind of Bruce Lee, who wants to get into movies and mainstream entertainment, the master is faking it. He's come to these shores to challenge the younger man. Now, if you're expecting, Jill, a Bruce Lee biopic, you won't get that. This is just a thin slice of Lee's alleged life, and the movie swings from silliness to wisdom from the master and back again. There's no real continuity here. Philip Ng's Bruce Lee is not particularly likable, and we can be thankful that the long-awaited style outcome in the final revealing of a major fight redeems, to some extent, even the most uneven and poorly made movie. Uh, the rating is PG, and that is Birth of the Dragon.
1: All right, uh, our next film also has a PG rating.
0: It does indeed. It's called All Saints, and it would be easy to uh, dismiss this uh, as based-on-fact movie about a hard-driving, somewhat egotistical paper salesman who becomes a pastor as yet another somewhat manipulative tale designed to get people to sign up for a specific religion. Uh, But this is a fine movie, and it should not be viewed in that light. John Corbett from Northern Exposure and Sex in the City plays Michael Spurlock, who, as a sales rep, was fiercely competitive and never missed a production target. After years of headbutting with his superiors, Spurlock deals himself out of that business or is perhaps dealt out forcibly, and finds himself called to be an ordained Episcopalian minister. As a man of the cloth, he retains his hard-driving nature, and the church assigns him to all states, a mid-sized church in rural Smyrna, Tennessee. Uh, What he's really there for is to conduct a liquidation sale. The land on which the church sits is valuable and would do the church more good if it were converted to cash at the hands of developers. As Spurlock goes about his business, he encounters the Kuren people. Uh, They've immigrated under duress from Burma. They now reside in this part of the United States, and for them, the church had been a safe haven and a place of solace. Does Spurlock follow his orders and liquidate, or does he follow his newfound heart? Well, actually, the movie's not predictable. We don't know what will happen next, and we don't know which twist and which turn will leave us surprised. As an added bit of realism, the actual church in Smyrna, where the story took place, is used as the setting for the film, and a good number of those in the congregation are used as the parishioners in the movie. Uh, Barry Corbin, a co-star from the Northern Exposure days, is well cast as a tough Vietnam vet, and it's a well-made film, I thought, designed just to do nothing more than tell a good story that happens to be true. The rating is PG. It's called All Saints.
1: All right. There you have it. Uh, Let's move over to Netflix.
0: Yeah, Netflix has got fences. Uh, This week, Uh, Denzel Washington stars in this Oscar-winning movie based on the stage play by August Wilson. Viola Davis, who starred in the Broadway reprise along with Washington, won the Academy Award for Best Actress, and Denzel was nominated for Best Actor. Uh, Jill, it's a gritty story of a Pittsburgh garbage man named Troy Maxson who has a big chip on his shoulder over race, racial issues, and the state of the states when it comes to the black man in the world of the 1950s. There's no whitewash here, no pun intended. The conditions of the era and the social issues that impacted families of all types, of working people just trying to get by, are front and center. Uh, Full disclosure here, Jill, despite the awards and the nominations and the excellent performances by Washington and Davis... I didn't like this movie. I found it far too heavy on dialogue, and the current concerns demonstrated by the characters involved were repeated endlessly to the point where I just wanted them all to stop. Too long to get to the point, too wordy, it lost my attention, but that's just me. The movie has done well in every department. It's worth a look just to make up your own mind if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, the rating is 14A, and that's Fences.
1: All right, and we go back uh, to 2013 as well.
0: Yeah, Lee Daniels, the butler on Netflix. Uh, Cecil Gaines uh, is a character played by Forrest Whitaker. He's the butler of the title here, a man who in reality served eight different presidents as the White House butler. An uplifting and enlightening story set against the civil rights movement that shows how a sharecropper's son raised himself up into such a position of trust and of prestige that it's difficult to imagine that all of this really happened to the people involved. And, Jill, the fact is, much of it did not. Uh, the movie is highly fictionalized, but still it demonstrates how Gaines was walking the very fine line of protocol in the White House, had his own issues to fight, his wife Gloria, played by Oprah Winfrey, had issues around her sobriety, and his son's political activism uh, threatened what he'd worked for. Great characters, a gripping story, well-made and well-played. The rating is 14A. That's Lee Daniels, the butler.
1: All right. And on a much lighter note, The Intern. Yeah, I
0: really like this movie. It's from 2015. It's a perfect movie for those who are just past a certain age. Robert De Niro stars as Ben. He was a successful businessman back in the day, reasonably well-known in certain circles in New York City. Uh, When he became a widower, he could find no purpose at all in his life. In a desperation move, he responded to an ad for a company seeking an intern to help the company's CEO in different ways. Of course, the ad was looking for somebody of a millennial persuasion, not a 70-plus older man. Ben has his interview with Jules, played by Anne Hathaway, who founded the business and runs it as an online fashion site. The staff is a mix of people young enough to be Ben's grandchildren, and he fits in like a Lego character in a world of reality. But then something happens. The company gives Ben a chance, and it looks good, and then it doesn't. A very smart script and a good cast that includes Rene Russo and Adam Devine. That's The Intern. It's rated 14A. It's a good movie.
1: All right. Uh, We'll move over to uh, Amazon Prime.
0: Yeah, Prime has got Transparent. That's the TV series that started in 2014, uh, the first two seasons here of this Emmy winner. It stars Jeffrey Tambor as Mora, the guy who used to be a man, is now a woman. The title is a play on words, with Mora once having been a dad and is still a parent, but has become transgendered. Not everybody will see the sadness, the confusion, the triumph, and the hope that plays out in the dynamics of this family. It's a good binge watch, but be aware that this is just the first two seasons, and there are two more that Prime uh, Amazon Prime in Canada has not yet acquired. Uh, the rating is 18A. That's transparent, Jill.
1: It's also on um, Showcase right now. I've been watching it on Fridays. Yes, that's right.
0: It's on Showcase as well.
1: Yes, it's a good one. I'm, I'm glad it's available. Uh, we have one thing to talk about uh, on Old Fashioned TV.
0: Yeah, well, actually, there's two, because I lied here. (laughs) Uh, The MTV Video Awards are on tonight on uh, Much Music, as well, Aftermath, the world after humans, and I really like this special. It's from History Channel. It's been around since it first aired in 2008. But each time it comes around, I watch it again as it's most intriguing. Uh, It takes the position that one day all 8.8 billion humans on the Earth disappear. With all of us gone, what happens to the planet? Is it better off or is it worse off? We see what happens to animals on farms, nobody to bring in the cows and milk them, no one to feed the chickens or look after the horses. And what happens to all the zoo animals? We realize how much infrastructure runs without our direct intervention, from subways and SkyTrain to hydroelectric dams, and eventually, though, everything fails. It's a remarkable look at a world without us and what's left of our footprint after a 100 and after a 1,000 years. That's tonight on History Television, Joe.
1: All right, sounds like an interesting one. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, on that note, Rick, we will leave it there and we'll check in with you next weekend. Thanks, Joe.
0: Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980. CKNW.